please. Welcome back to the Random Tangent. This is Parker, and I'm here with Paige. Say hi, Paige. Hey. So we are just hanging about, uh, and one of the main topics that Paige likes to talk about is sex. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I guess we all are, right? I mean, if you really think about it, we're all very horny individuals. We all enjoy sex very much. What's your favorite part about sex? Mm, my favorite part? Other than the orgasm, obviously. I think, and this might be TMI 38 seconds in, but <laughs> I think my favorite part is when you're doing the foreplay, you're playing around, you're getting like really horny, and then you first the, the guy first puts it in oh yeah that first like moment that was like holy moment. cowsers mm-hmm. yeah and however long it's been since the last time that happened it intensifies multiplies that feeling for yeah. sure like yeah. if it's been a few moments since the last time you had it you're like yeah whatever and if it's been a lot longer then <laughs> It could be more intense. Yeah. What's the grossest, weirdest thing about sex? The grossest, weirdest thing. Um, I don't know. If you haven't showered and yeah, smelly. if things smell and taste bad, yeah, that's a put off. I remember one time in high school, I went down on a girl, mm-hmm. and it reeked, it and reeked? it was like impossible. No. I was like literally hold your nose and eat it anyway. Type like when you're a kid and your mom makes you eat your peas and you have to get them down otherwise you don't get dessert that's pretty much what you know i had a similar experience yeah my first blowjob ever yeah there's a guy i was dating in middle school yeah and i was super into him and i remember i was like i guess this is what you do Uh uh-huh and i remember he came and i don't think he had eaten all day and i didn't know that like you could spit so i just swallowed it and it tasted like actual puke Ooh. And he left, and I literally had to go upstairs in my room. I, I took an Advil. <laughs> you know that. I took it, an Advil and you know I you're not a good lover water. if the other person has to go upstairs take an Advil. I had to put like I literally sat in my room like thinking I was gonna throw up, Ooh. and I turned off all the lights and like went to bed at like 7 p.m. Wow. And I was traumatized, and I like didn't swallow cum for a very long time after PTSD that. PTSD from mm-hmm. puke smelling jizz. I wonder why jizz. I mean, it seems like diet general health mm-hmm. you know would dictate mm-hmm. the taste and consistency and mm-hmm. body count that semen has mm-hmm. like your pheromones are off the charts mine yeah because i think you're so clean right that like everything about you just is like not stink stinky and there's also something to be said though for like certain individuals smell good to others because of their like chemical mm, match that's so true. like i might actually smell terrible to somebody else whereas like i smell good to you mm-hmm. like a guy probably thinks i smell terrible you know what i mean <laughs> a straight guy uh you know because they're not like i don't know babe. their nasal cavity <laughs> is not into it um what else about sex intrigues you um i think it's interesting like human connection that like we're drawn to people and we get turned on and like I always think, like, how did they figure this out way back when, before sex was a thing? It's, like, you think about cavemen. Figure, figure what out? Figure out sex. Like, I mean, we're animals. Like, we are animals. Like, cave. I just think it's Pretty funny to, like, think about the beginnings of it. Like, mm. how that went down. Like, yeah. oh, wow, I have a penis. It's hard right now. And right. you... It's kind of like what I'm everybody... I'm making out with you naturally. Like, how that Yeah, it's kind of like what everyone goes through when you're coming of age. Yeah. You know? 
Except yeah, they would be the only thing is, in yeah, the cave. We, the only thing is we have movies and older brothers. Right. And More information at hand. Yeah. Like, Even without that, though, you still would see probably a pretty similar thing as like anybody who's in the middle of nowhere or even just as much as like 50 or 100 years ago there's a lot less information like, I think that's fascinating because I'm, I'm having flashbacks as you're talking right now like growing up yeah thinking back to like how did I figure it out like right. with the curiosity the horny like you're getting yeah. urges you're getting feelings on there I remember like, being like explore. whoa this like first couple boners of being like what the F like okay this when, is how old this feels you? crazy like I don't even remember the exact age or anything like that I do remember like the first couple of like masturbation events and stuff like that but I just remember it being like intense confusing and uh you know not even to mention the whole like you know getting to know girls or trying to be able to court girls and all of that kind of thing for me because I was into girls obviously (laughs) you're gonna say boys (laughs) because I was really into boys and I of course (laughs) how am I gonna know no it was you know I think in the beginning it's just confusing for everybody what would you say to somebody who's confused in the beginning of their life and they're like trying to figure things out? <laughs> so all you 10 year olds listen up. No, nah, you know, kidding. like somebody who may be like 13 to 16 or something. Uh, to not feel shameful. I think that's the whole reason why I'm intrigued in talking about sex is to like take away the shame and like the, the feelings of I'm not supposed to be doing this or nobody can know. It's like that that's really hard. It's sex is a big part of our lives and like you're supposed to be very curious and and it can be amazing so to feel shame around this like very natural human fun thing is like kind of sad to think that our culture like poo-poos it mm. and there's so much shame and like stereotypes of like oh you're a whore oh you're crude or right. yeah so i think to to not feel shameful to talk about people that you trust and ask questions and explore your body and not feel like it's a bad thing to explore because yeah it's good to be in touch with that stuff totally Mm -hmm. now i know you're also a very spiritual person um and i'm curious how you think of sex in a spiritual context Hmm. yeah like how does that relate to you in the bedroom like you know for me personally maybe this could help is like you know, I find that my emotions and my spirituality are pretty close in hand, right? Like, okay. you know, I tend to follow my gut when it's a, a moral issue or things of a spiritual nature, like doing the right thing, being mm-hmm. a good person, and that my emotions are also very tied into my sex, where, like, anyone who I'm having sex with, I feel a lot more easily emotionally triggered by something that they say or do. And I feel like they are very intricately connected and Hmm. that like um you know for me sex and spirituality is something where um i think someone's deeper nature as a spiritual being kind of comes out during sex you see this a lot Mm. with like people who they're just ego based it's all very Mm. visual and like look 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 you know and then or somebody who's just like you know only willing to receive but not to give or vice versa give but not receive there's that, that like some of the emotional traumas of somebody can like kind of come mm-hmm. out in a spiritual way during a sexual episode mm-hmm. have uh do you how do you feel about all that like how does that what do you think about all that well the first thing of like you saying spirituality and sex how that connects i have heard um 
that whole thing. It's like every time you have sex with someone, because we have these auric fields, this energy that expands outside the body, when you're having sex, you're in full immersion. And I remember overlap. A- yeah, overlap. Like your auras are totally intermingled. Like, yeah. and I remember asking my mom because there's such a stigma on girls catch feelings, guys can just have sex with anyone sure. and not be attached. I was like, why is that, mom? And I remember she was like, well, you have to think the woman is allowing a man to be inside of her body. Sure. So it's much more of like a trust, like I'm allowing you to physically be inside of me. Yeah. And you guys are just more so like this power inserting. Right. We're a guest in the house. It's your house. Yeah, it's our house. Yeah, exactly. So it's much, it's a bigger deal. And, And I guess... For us, and I think sometimes you see that where the girl's more hesitant to have sex and the guy. Yeah, so it, it, do you, are you saying essentially that it's like on a spiritual, emotional side, that's why it's more of a trust thing for mm-hmm. females than it is for men? Yeah, I think it's definitely trust, but I think, sorry to. Not change to say that it isn't for men as well, yeah. but like certainly more so I the think case that is in general. For women. Mm-hmm. And I think um, when I heard the whole like we have auras that expand yeah. and we have sex they intermingle I heard that we'll take on that other person's energy because mm. we're, we've been exchanging energies it's sure. like your trauma your negativity your positivity all the good and bad is now energetically like connected with me like they right. talk about you have cords with people right so it's like our cord of our connection our relationship that you can have with someone that you've only known for a week it's like there's some sort of energetic connection there, whatever. So that's why they talk about like cutting cords. Sure. It's like, okay, if you've, I, I've heard women talk about this, like they've had 10 sexual partners and they feel, you know, overwhelmed or their aura feels whatever. Maybe it was casual sex and the connections weren't that deep. Right. And so people, it's like you can go back and do kind of like a ceremony to cut the ties that energetic. Have you done that? Cutting. Yeah, I've done that before because I'm just like... Do you feel the difference before and after? I think it's all an intention and you could Can even... Can you feel like less um, overwhelm in it your It makes me feel field? like it's like a closed chapter. Like I would do it, it just kind of like a release. Like I would feel like, oh, I don't have to carry that. Like I don't have to carry that experience or that person's energy anymore. So I would feel a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like this mental process that you're going through to be able to mentally cut the cord... Mm-hmm. And that like you can sort of feel it on an energetic level because you're no longer associating with the stress that you find mm-hmm. with that mental association with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's another thing I'm learning is that it's like you can envision a cord being cut, but if you don't have energy and attention towards that visual, then it's going to do nothing. So it's like really the energy of wanting to not be connected is I think what gives you that release. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If um, if you could change anything about sex or improve anything about sex, what would it be? Mm, I think a big thing that comes up is I don't want people to feel nervous or scared to talk about what they like and what they don't like. Like I think communication and sex vocalization, should, yeah, should be like really opened up. Um, Because I think from a woman's standpoint, having friends that are women, seeing content from women in a sexual sense, just girl chats, you hear that women aren't getting off. They aren't, like, coming. And guys are most of the time coming every time they have sex with someone. Like, most of the time, I'd say. So, I think... 
be a little bit easier. <laughs> for, for guys. Sure. Yeah. So it's like. So how do you think communication would change that? Because they able to say what they want. I think there's a lot that goes into it because I'm like, I think there's a mix of women to be comfortable saying what they want. I think there's, let me throw another perspective at it mm -hmm. from a male's perspective. Yeah. Because I personally have not had much difficulty in getting the average partner that I've had over the course of my life to be able to have an orgasm. So I don't think that it's necessarily something that has to do with communication because some of those instances were with very little communication, let's put it that way. So I think it's less, sure, yes, that's valid point. Communication is effective. Mm -hmm. It definitely helps the situation. But I think the, the bigger picture here mm -hmm. is that males in general or anyone, it could be a girl too, anyone who is trying to get a girl off, mm -hmm. um, the mindset going into it and the energy of like the intention is the major difference here and what I'm more specifically saying is I prefer to make sure that the girl gets off usually first mm -hmm. so that then I can get off and it's and everything's fine mm -hmm. because it's pretty easy for the guy to get off now mm -hmm. that's just the intention and I think that's the major difference is that the intention of your average Joe is more likely going to be that he just wants to get off and he doesn't really give a shit whether the girl does or not and I think that's the major problem rather than the girl saying up, down, left, or right, and you're missing the spot, if he doesn't give a shit, he's, he's not going to do the thing anyway, or he's not really going to like be open to the communication. So I think it's more so along the lines of like most men are shitheads. Mm -hmm. And most men, the intention is not of a giving nature, it's of a receiving mm -hmm. nature. And that just tends to be the sort of sink or swim nature of like a lot of mm -hmm. toxic male ego mm -hmm. um, of like my way or the highway mm -hmm. and like fuck off what everyone else gets. Mm -hmm. So... I hear you and I think that like improved communication definitely improves sexual connection, i.e. like, hey, I like it when you do this or I would mm -hmm. prefer if that happened and I think that's all valid. Mm -hmm. I think the bigger, deeper issue um, would be the communication, if it happens, be towards, hey, I'm like towards the guy from the girl saying, you know, not so much like, what exactly to do physically, but more along the lines of like, I would appreciate if mm -hmm. there was more giving happening mm -hmm. so that it took longer and maybe more patience and things like that. Things that guys tend to miss out on mm -hmm. in the more common stance. But like, you know, what if, let, let's, let's put a, a more difficult situation. That seems like a pretty straightforward general. Yeah, but wait, yeah. his part of me is thinking, I think with everything, there's not just one thing. So it's interesting to hear you say that you don't think guys give a shit to get a girl off. A lot of guys. Because part of me feels like a lot of guys get an ego boost of like, oh, yeah, dude, I made her come six times. Or, oh, yeah, I was the best she's ever had. Like, I made her come. Oh, she was screaming. Like, and then I think it's primal of like guys get turned on when they see women in pleasure. Right. And so if they true. think that the girl is moaning and enjoying and like having such an amazing time, they're going to be like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm getting her off. She's enjoying it. My dick's so good. I'm gonna come. It's just human nature. So part of me feels like guys want to get a girl off, and all guys are like you in the sense of like they want her to come. So that's I've always I've always felt that way, and I think a guy wouldn't care to get a girl off. So he really think? just wanted to nut, and so, really didn't care. So what do you think most guys are missing 
if they are well-intentioned givers, what do you think they're missing if that's not happening? I think it's like a perfect, like a little recipe of all these things. Like I think one, the women need, I think there needs to be good communication between the male and the woman. I think the woman needs to feel comfortable in her body and comfortable and trusting of the partner that she's with to be able to full, I mean like when. That seems to be the biggest thing. I think that is true because I remember I had a friend who was engaged and she still like had never come in their relationship. That's crazy. Because she couldn't let herself go. She couldn't, she didn't feel like trusted enough like that she could show that in front of him. Like she felt uncomfortable still. And so I think that's a huge dynamic is like the woman being comfortable in herself and her sexuality to like show that, to show like a true orgasm with the guy and to be able to like let herself feel. I think that's huge. I think the other. Yeah, I think that's like the basis of any setup is like Mm -hmm. setting up that trust, Mm -hmm. you know, that the that that starts with the guy. That's Mm -hmm. not even the girl's situation Mm -hmm. to to like be trusting. Mm -hmm. I think it's the guy's. You know, I mean, we're generally talking about straight relationships, but it's mm-hmm. like the girl's partner who needs to be able to set up that environment mm-hmm. of trust mm-hmm. to set that up so that she can mm-hmm. feel like comfortable letting go. And, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think it is that um, if that's the situation, like, how do you think that they, somebody could remedy that or like what kind of things breed trust in that way? Mm-hmm. I think, let's see. Sorry, I had one more point before we jump into that question. Before I forget. Is porn. Because I think it's affected me. Taking it away. I think it just plays a role in what women feel like they need to do. And what men feel like they need to do. And I feel like, I remember watching porn at like 10, 12 years old. And being like, okay, that's what a woman's orgasm looks like. Even if I was doing it quietly in my bed because I didn't want to be screaming and moaning for my parents to hear in the other room. Right. right. It's like, I was like, whoa, is that how it's supposed to look and feel? Is that what a guy likes? So then I think from a young age, you're like, oh, okay, if I'm having sex, this is what it's supposed to look like. I'm supposed to be loud and move and blah, blah, blah and scream because that's what the guy likes. And so I think women, you see it in movies, all the things, like women fake orgasms and they moan and they scream because they know that's what's in porn and that's what turns the guy on. And so they're acting from this place of, I need to be like animalistic and loud and blah, blah, blah to turn him on. And I think the guy saw that when in porn, when a guy's having sex with a woman, she's moaning and yelling and loud and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, that means she's enjoying herself. That means I'm getting her off. I'm going to come. And, and if she's not doing that, she's not having a good time. And like we've been impressioned by sex or by porn to have these views on this is how sex is. This is how we're supposed to act. Mm-hmm. This is what's hot. And I've heard a lot of things of like if a guy's only watched porn his whole life, he's going to be horrible in bed. Yeah. It's only, it's only a reputation to like what we've been programmed to think is the right way. And so I think there are times like when you are having sex and the woman when she's fully letting like when i'm releasing and i'm fully my like letting go and i feel like i'm in an environment where i can be loud it naturally comes out in that way when i'm really enjoying myself there's also times for most people yeah yeah there's also times where it's like i could get off and not make a word like not make a peep and come in the library (laughs) yeah so like I don't know. I think it's, again, it's like a perfect storm of all these things and all these like impressionable things that we've been told that create this like barrier of lack of communication, lack of 
expect like wrong expectations. It sounds like what you're really hitting on with that second point though is like authenticity. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I think authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if, if you're acting then mm-hmm. you're not being authentic or genuine. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty easy for me personally to be able to see through that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. It's actually a bit of a turn off. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's like obviously playing it mm-hmm. up a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bad acting mm-hmm. um, can be a mood killer to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I think something for everyone who's listening to take into mind here is that I think Paige and I both agree that like being genuine, being yourself, and even if that is quiet, that's fine. Even if that is the way you are, whatever way you are is fine. Mm -hmm. Just being trusting and comfortable Mm -hmm. in the environment that you're in sexually. And I think that's why Paige hit on the point earlier of being comfortable in your own skin, on your own time, in your own bedroom alone before bringing that to the table with somebody else so that you know where you're at with yourself and what you like and what you don't want to do and you know how you are in general in the bedroom and then that way you can be genuine with someone else when mm-hmm. you're trusting and that that's an, a space for sharing um does that sound mm-hmm. is that what you're kind of hitting on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you summed it up perfect um is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about yes <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I'm so curious, like, what guys... I have a lot of questions for, like... About, that was a big yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm very curious Okay, let's about, hear it. Let's see. I have to, like, pull out one from, like, a hundred questions. Sure. That I'm, like, circulating what's, in my mind. What's the one that pops up first? I mean, let's see. One, I, I like to go back to, like, when you were first thinking about sex and realizing sex as a young kid. Uh-huh. But we're kind of already further... We've passed that a little bit, so... Okay. I like to think, from a girl's standpoint, like, what's the hottest thing a girl does during sex? During sex? Yeah. Um, I think eye contact is extremely sexy. Mm. Um, it shows a level of Didn't confidence. A level of confidence and, you know, self-esteem that um, is hot. There's also just, like, that mental, emotional physical mm-hmm. connection that all kind of coalesces mm-hmm. think about it you're in contact physically with somebody else and then that window to the soul mm-hmm. is kind of like the last little touch mm-hmm. uh, so I think that that's extremely sexy um, Wait, can I and I think that uh, on other th- sure what is it sorry because to that point I'm like oh sometimes as a female I'm like oh I don't want to stare at them too much think that I'm trying to build an emotional connection because I think again in well, that's society- a whole nother bag of yeah, right. in society, it's like, guys just want to fuck. They don't care. They're going to get freaked out if you have feelings. Yeah, well, don't listen to everyone who writes for People magazine. Yes, but it's on TikTok where young boys are saying, you know, girls freak me out if they want an emotional connection. Well, okay, but you're if you're like, listening oh, to 13-year-old men. The guy doesn't care about her. But you hear this in, like, 40-year-olds. Like, I mean, I think yeah, but those, those 40-year-old men are also really 13 years old, let's be honest. True, 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 true. There's always problems. But, like, as a guy... I am very curious. Sorry, this opens up another question. Yeah, by all means. Like, when, say you have a girl, and you might be different because you were, like, much more self-aware and older. And Let's hear it. What's the question? If there's a girl that you're attracted to, mm-hmm. but you don't, really, you don't really see her as a relationship potential. Strictly physical. Strictly physical. You're just really turned on by her, but, like, you've had conversations, and you're just like, Meh. Like, could you just hook up? A hot, dumb girl. A hot, Okay, you don't have to say color dumb, just not emotionally. A hot girl that's physically attractive that 
I have no mental connection. No mental, like it's very, 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 very difficult. Like it's something that I would have done as a younger man, but that I don't really do these days. Like, could could you just like hook up and like fuck her and like not catch feels and like not really care if she gets off? If there's no if there's no mental connection, there's no way there's feels. Let's start there. Okay. Uh, Because if we can't, most of being in a relationship, ninety nine percent of it is not having sex. You're hanging out, chatting. So if there's no mental connection there, that conversation is going to be like nails on a chalkboard. So no. Um, do I still not care if she gets off and stuff like that? No, I'm, I'm not a total sociopath. So no, it would still, all the same things would still apply. It would just be a physical encounter. And that's totally natural. And I've definitely done that in the past. Um, do I seek that out? No, but that's because I'm not young anymore. And I, it's not what I'm, that's not what I'm turned on by. Like, you know, whereas you know i don't know what the what the question is the question is that possible to happen of course sorry i framed it wrong young parker we'll set up the scene young yeah. parker he's hooking up with the girl he doesn't really he like he's so into another girl and this girl's kind of like eh, but she's hot and you guys hook up and you have a good time but you start to notice that she's catching feels and she's like wanting you to commit to her and you're just totally not into it, but you love hooking up with her and you love like being able to have sex and not have a commitment. And I'm emotionally attracted to somebody else. Yeah, is that what you're sure, saying? sure, okay. sure, sure. And you can tell that this girl really is like catching feels and she like wants you to be like, is asking, what are we, what are we? But you're like, damn, I just really love hooking up with her. I don't want to stop hooking up with her, but like now she wants this thing. Like that's, I think what girls worry about is that they're in these like fuck buddy situations with guys and the guy's not committing or the guy doesn't like her and now she's like confused and and so I think I've heard a lot of scenarios from other people being like I'm in this situation and the guy won't commit to me and he's scared of, like he's not that into you blah 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 that I get worried like when I'm hooking up with a guy I want to make sure they don't feel that pressure from me at all to freak them out so what's the question sorry you said eye contact and it turns you on and that there's an emotional connection during sex. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like a guy who's like open to that and wants that. Like I would like purposely try to shut that down and not give off those vibes to freak the dude out. Depends on who you're having sex with. I guess. You know, like like I said, I think that that's hot. I'm into that. That seems like a deeper connection because that's amazing, to be honest. Uh, but, you know honestly like even a younger me would still think that that's hot and i don't know that that would necessarily immediately correlate from the bedroom of like a a connection there to like everything else maybe i mean it probably does to be honest though now that i hear myself say it out loud but i don't know i think the the dynamic that you're talking about that you're that sounds like you're curious about is like women who have somehow found themselves into a relationship with somebody who doesn't emotionally care about them, I think that that woman should end that relationship Mm. because the man is going to just get the sex and keep the side thing going until he can get with the girl that he actually wants. And then he's just going to cut you off anyway. So if you're in that dynamic where you really like somebody and you're using sex to keep them around, that's not a relationship that you should Mm. stay in. And if you're trying to get somebody to be more emotionally invested in you and it's not happening, I would just move on because Mm. you're now setting yourself up for you being more emotionally invested and it getting harder and harder when the inevitable breakup happens. Mm. So many girls need to hear that right now. Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah. 
just cut your losses. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, guy, any guy will tell you it's girls that control the sex. Guys mm-hmm. are trying to get sex, but girls have it in their purse. Mm-hmm. And so take your power it, back, ladies. That's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> Stand like, in your power. Yeah. If you're in a weird dynamic with some fuck boy who really likes somebody else you're doing yourself a disservice by staying in that relationship. I thought you were a fuckboy when I met you. A lot of people do because I'm so pretty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, it's because I was kidding. in a previous life, you know, in an earlier chapter. Oh, okay. You know, it's something like, that I grew out life. of. But, like, you know, everybody, you know, young men go through So you were a fuckboy when you phases. were younger? I mean, like, if I'm, to be honest, yeah, like living in a city as a young man and having multiple partners and yeah, it was all very kosher. Like, how many girls had you juggled? I'm just, I'm really curious now. Like, at one, at once, yeah, at once. How many girls were you like casually hooking up with? Yeah, I would say maybe like two or three at the most. Okay, okay, respectful. You know, because you date two or three people. I mean, it let's gets be a honest. Like, out of like, hand after that. one person eventually starts fading. And then at the same rate, a new one usually comes in about the same amount. And like, if you're mm-hmm. only really seeing somebody once a month or something like mm-hmm. that, the connection's not going to be that great. Mm-hmm. So they, they tend to prune off mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, and honestly, if you're not an active bar goer or whatever mm-hmm. it is, wherever you're meeting people, mm-hmm. then you're going you're gonna to lose people pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. like, I always was doing it the whole time with the intention of meeting somebody who I would want to cut everybody else off for. So the whole reason that I was doing it, and this is for me personally, I think probably for most guys too, is that they're actually trying to find some keeper. They're Mm -hmm. trying to find a keeper. They're trying to find Mm -hmm. somebody who they really want to settle down with for at least for like a year and figure (laughs) some, try it out rather than it being a fuck buddy on the side. Mm -hmm. And they're running through options to see if they like them, if they're good in bed, Mm -hmm. if they feel like there's a real connection there, Mm -hmm. if there's sparks flying. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes going down that road a a, a little ways to Mm -hmm. feel if there's anything firing off and if not then it sometimes it's just easier to let things fade rather than to like have tough conversations and Mm -hmm. cut things off entirely so that's Mm -hmm. usually what was going on in my world was like I was testing out the waters if it wasn't like really working out I would just kind of like slowly not be as available and it like that's where you start to get these dynamics of like if one person like the environment you said earlier the girl was catching feels but I wasn't you know those things kind of like to a head and we'd have that conversation of like hey I'm not you know whatever Mm -hmm. but generally I would say two or three was like Mm -hmm. as as crazy as it got Mm -hmm. and it was all very like kosher like Mm -hmm. I said it was just everyone like I'm sure they were also dating other people too and if not Mm -hmm. then they probably knew that I was like not exclusive with them because we certainly hadn't had that conversation. Mm -hmm. And this is also when I was like in my young Mm twenties. So it's like kind of goes with the territory of like, you meet somebody at a bar that's you're, you know what you're getting based on the packaging. Mm -hmm. Was there times where like you were hooking up with two or three girls every now and then you guys, you just had them around and it would happen and you only saw them as maybe just someone that you couldn't see yourself being serious with, but you enjoyed the sex and the hookups and like if you saw them in that light did it ever change to wow i could see myself with this girl certainly yeah like i mean you're like blowing my mind right now yeah what i thought guys yeah because like think about it like this like it was with every like if it was just a random ass hookup and we never were gonna see each other again 
than no. But like, if it, I, I usually went into most relationships with like the, let's see how far this can go type of a mindset. Not mm. like, let's cut this off in a day or two. Sure, there were those situations, but like in general, I was going into it more like, let's, like I said, find a keeper. So I was mostly mm. just fishing. Men also call it hunting. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going out trying to hunting catch a fish. Hunting Yeah, hunting for a queen, exactly. So mm-hmm. when I didn't, if they weren't a queen, I'd be like, oh, sorry, princess, no, you know. And, you know, and if they were a queen, I was trying to hang out consistently, trying to make it a thing, trying to bring them flowers, trying to do all the things. Really? Yeah. Like, Lock it down. Yeah. If you find a keeper, you do your best. Like, that's how that goes. So, ladies, if you're mm. getting not treated like a queen, mm. then, you know, then recognize the dynamic there like what i'm talking about here which is like there just isn't that connection both ways Mm -hmm. you might like him and if he doesn't like you then you need to go find somebody who does think that you're a queen because Mm -hmm. there is somebody out there who does Mm -hmm. and if it's not the guy that you're with then say sorry and goodbye and sayonara and there will be guaranteed a guy who's like no you're a fucking queen and you deserve to be treated that way so just keep fishing there's Mm -hmm. a lot of fish in the sea Mm mm-hmm Damn. Oh my gosh. Aww, that makes me feel so much. Like, that. you're blowing my mind right now with that. Because I, I, I had this, like, horrible vision in my mind of men that, like, they're just trying to boost their egos. And that they're trying to see how many women... Like, I picture a guy on it's definitely Tinder. Part, it's definitely part of it. You're not wrong there. Okay. So, like, I, yeah, I picture a guy on Tinder and he's, say, attractive... And he's getting, like, I remember I lived with a roommate, Zach, who was, like, 6'5", and was getting, like, 13, 14 matches a day and could go out with anyone. And it's, like, I feel like guys that are getting matches, they're trying to go on as many dates and hook up and have as much sex as they possibly can. Notches on the bedpost, yeah. Yeah. To boost the ego, to feel good, to be able to have sex with multiple women, to get out of their system. Like, part of me wonders, is it a curiosity? Is it an ego boost? Is it both is it they had they got their heart broken and now they just want to fuck a bunch of girls to get their mind off someone like i mean those are all like gonna be very specific to the situation yeah like you know you could ask me that question and i'll give you three different answers because of three different times in my life or you know three different aspects of those desires so like yeah like post breakup you might be just trying to get a rebound so that you feel better about yourself Mm -hmm you know, a couple girls into that and you might just be feeding your ego at this point. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once that kind of subsides, you might go back to the looking for a keeper. It really is going to be dictated by the situation of that individual's life and personality type. So there's no general thing that I think can be subscribed to that answer, but that's what I would say as like a a way to look at it. Like Mm -hmm. you should be going on first dates asking how like recent was their most serious significant other Mm -hmm. you should try to get a a lay of the land and find out where Where in those processes they're at and see generally what they're looking for you know and whether that lines up with what you're looking for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fascinating this is so helpful because you might find two people who are both trying to just rebound yeah, I've been in that situation before. It's certainly possible, you know, but you might find somebody who's looking for a keeper mm-hmm. and the person they're on a first date with just wants a rebound and mm-hmm. that's not going to work. 
So you feel like most guys are out there and when they're going on dates from Tinder or whatever, they're going into the date with the hope of, I, I hope I really like this girl and she really likes me and this could be, potentially be something. Not necessarily. I think that every guy is going into every situation with their own unique situation. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. So it's not general at all. True. Like Steve might just want to get laid that night. Mm. Like, you know, Omar might be looking for a wife. Mm. You just, you just got to ask these guys, mm. like, find out the lay of the land and be mm. like, what's going on in your world? Like, who are you looking at? Like, when was your last girlfriend? How long were you dating? Mm. Like, what are you looking for ideally? You when know, like, women say that? R- first date. First date. Bring, and do you think, because part of me is like, oh, that would freak a guy out. Yeah, well, then he's not a keeper. Mm. He's like, this girl wants to get serious. She doesn't want to get her heart broken. No, 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 no. They might, like, if they're not willing to have that conversation, that's not even a difficult conversation. That is an average conversation. Speak to the men of today, Parker. I feel like you could be. That's what we're doing. I know. Like, seriously, I want you to have, like, your own little professor class where you drop these bombs on young men today because this is great. Anybody who's getting. Or young women. Anybody who's getting scared about having a first date conversation regarding the layout of their current life situation, i.e. like when their last big relationships were, you know, what they're really looking to get out of it, you might get vague answers. They might not know the answers. They might think, yeah, you know, you I don't really know. But I feel like the questions that like people should be asking on first dates, especially women, is to find out, yeah, like mm-hmm. where the guy that and and girls are very much more naturally empathic and they're going to be able to pick up on that quite easily Mm. so even just a a few couple of prodding Mm. questions like that they're going to have to weed through a lot more muck because like like you keep pointing towards there's more shitty guys than there are like you know uh good ones so um you're gonna have to weed through the muck and the quickest way to do that is be like, what's up? Give me some realness. Where are you at? What's going on? Mm. You know, are you a good guy or are you a fuck boy? And you're just mm. going to be able to kind of like minimize wasted time by mm. finding out who you're dealing with right away. Now, depending on what the girl wants or the whoever significant other wants, it might be something that they're into. They're like, great. Mm. I need a rebound fuck boy. That's great. Mm-hmm. You seem fine, Chad. <laughs> you know, uh, that's great. Uh, but if they're like, Sally wants a husband and a king and she's going to find out real quick if fucking Chad is not material, you know, Mm. and, but if she's on a date with George and he's a good guy and he answers like, yeah, I'm like, well, my last relationship was four years and we went our separate ways and Mm. I still watch the dog, Mm. you know, then she knows she might have a king on her hands Mm. and it just comes down to like exploring that, letting that naturally progress and then making sure that she's a queen and not mm. being the side thing, et cetera, like we were talking about earlier. So mm. it's, yeah, I would just find out a lay of the land. And like, if there isn't honest communication from some prodding questions in the first date, it's not something that you really want to pursue anyway. Mm. Knowledge bombs. I wish I had this conversation with someone like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my, my voice is going to go, so I'm going to wrap it. What do you think? Um, anything else that we should talk about? Um, do you have any questions for me? I've asked so many. You have asked so many. I'm just curious. You have a girl. You could ask any question about sex. What would you want to ask? Mm, what do you think 
What do you wish men would stop doing? There was a lot of like, I wish they would do's. Mm. What do you think, what do you wish they would stop doing? The first thing that comes to my mind, it might hit me later, having something like, like, ah, this is it. But first thing is like, I've been with guys where I think they did watch too much porn or they're trying to show their masculinity or they're like trying, they're trying so hard to be like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to blah, 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 this. And you're kind of like, whoa. And they're just like, I think women can all agree. Like if a guy just is like kisses you for a little bit and then just wants to jackhammer the whole time and you're not into like into that, like if they're just, I don't know, sometimes there's like this ignorance where there's no like clit play, there's no like foreplay, there's no other connection sensuality. It's literally just this guy wants to be like a gorilla. So stop going straight for it. Go, yeah. And like to me, when you first have sex with someone, it's just so hard because I know that there's women that like that. Like there's women that want to be fucked like that with like no stimulation down there and just have them be like meh. Sure, a quickie. Yeah. And like for me, I'm kind of like I want it to be the sensual, all-encompassing experience. It sounds like what you're saying. It sounds like what you're saying. If I was to summarize, is stop having it be such a one-way street where it's like stop having it be so me focused. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're the guy and you're just thinking, I just want what I want right now. I don't really give a fuck. And this is kind of bringing us back to the beginning point of like, I think guys just aren't like giving. I feel like they think that's what girls want, and they're like, I'm gonna give it to her so good. Oh yeah. Right. But it's like. They are just trying to and they're show getting, off, and they're getting false positives yeah, they're because be they're like, gonna get a couple moans out of it. Mm-hmm. But like they're they're gonna take yeah. that as being enough. Yeah, and some girls when it's not. Yeah, and it's like I think they're going. I'm gonna show my masculinity. I'm gonna show my dominance. I'm gonna show that I can fuck her hard and be like Fifty Shades of Grey, and all the things. And some girls are just like, whoa, dude. Like, can we kiss? Can we make out? Can you rub up my clit? Can we try a couple different positions instead of you just like raw? Like that can be hot. It can definitely be a turn on and it can be great, but if that's all you're doing is like this one position dominant, just fucking in and out and not touching her, like that's a no. Like you have to like incorporate a lot more sensuality, I'd say. Round out the offering is yeah. I think what Paige is saying. Yeah. Just round it out. Add a few more items to the menu. Yeah. Let the girl choose from the menu yeah. a little bit more. There uh, we go. And be secure in your manhood to know that if you're not fucking her raw like a freaking caveman, that that doesn't take away from your masculinity. It actually adds to your masculinity when you can tap into the feminine and slow it down and like touch her all over and rub on her clit and like really go into her and then speed it up and then start fucking her like a caveman like ease into that that's my advice that's what i like but you could talk to some girl that's like yeah i just want him to whip it out put it in and just not touch me like totally i think that this is kind of hitting back on the spiritual side of things where like a lot of men don't have female energy nurtured in themselves and they're missing some of that softness and that's what you're talking about using in foreplay and and Mm -hmm. and the rest of it and the Mm -hmm. the subtle applications Mm -hmm. I think this comes back to like a lot of men simply needing to balance out their male and female energy with Mm -hmm. having a healthy mix of both Mm -hmm. rather than it all being jackhammer male toxicity. Mm -hmm. And so men who are listening, 
you know, take that extra step and make it soft and sweet, a little bit extra on top, and you're going to get a lot more love for it. It's going to be like, ooh. And women, if you're listening and you want that, say it out loud. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, in my experience, it just was never said out loud, hey, let's slow it down, or hey, let's do this, or I'd really Mm -hmm. like it if X, Y, and Z happened. Mm -hmm. So feel free to vocalize in that way, which is what we talked about earlier in the hour. Um, I hope that's helpful advice for everybody to spice up the sex lives, make it happier and healthier for everybody involved. Thank you, Paige, for being on the podcast. Thank you for all the great questions. All right. Well, we had fun. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.